welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 230 for the week of November 12th, 2012. Welcome, everybody. Hopefully, you can hear me all right. We're again on Skype. Uh, it's a little easier to record this way. And uh, also, I wanted to mention that while, yes, this is the week of November 12th, it's not necessarily for this week because we may end up doing another show longer after that or sooner or who knows. I think it was last week's show was released on Friday or something like that. So I just wanted to let you know that, and hopefully it all goes well. So here's Doug with what we're doing this week. Okay, everybody. Uh, It's good to be back with you. Uh, The show this week is going to actually be um, from Clips, uh, Clips from uh, our avid listener, Bob, that's out there. He's actually down in Disney World right now with his wonderful wife, Cheryl, and he's been making calls into us all week. And giving us information on the different things that the two of them have been doing. This include uh, previews of Fantasyland, and so he's got some information there. Uh, he's going to touch on Sorcerers in the Magic Kingdom and many other things along the way. So the format of the show is really going to just be we're going to play a clip uh, that has to do with a certain topic, and then Adam and I will kind of discuss that for a little bit, and then we'll go on to the next clip. Um, I'm also going to let you know that in my house right now. I have a uh, Halo party going on right now, so we have a lot of people kind of here, and so if things get wild or something, at some point you may hear some edits into the show. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, in case you don't know, Halo's a video game. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. a pretty wild video game because they're selling Halo uh, marketed Mountain Dew and Doritos. And my so house, it's like, my house it's is a ginormous party. Yeah, my house is full of all those items right now, so... Yeah, and uh, teenagers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. What about? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See what you have coming your way in a few years, Adam. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. All right. Okay, everybody, we are back. So, um, Adam, you've got the list here. So we're going to yep. start out just with a short clip that Bob um, actually uh, called in, and it's just something short about um, the castle lights are up already. Technically, this probably would have been around November the 8th that the castle lights were on. Um, I, it sounds like the weather's nice down there. I remember the time that I saw the castle lights. It was freezing. It was very difficult to just stand in place late at night and watch them. I think that we actually have a video. One of the first videos that we ever put up was of Castle Lighting. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let me let me play that clip here, and then we uh, we can chat about it if you want, it or we'll just move on. Sounds good. All right, here we go. The lights are on the castle over at Magic Kingdom at this time, and so we've been able to see those both there in the park and also from our room here at Bay Lake Tower. We're looking forward to attending Mickey's very merry Christmas party on Friday. We'll give you a report on that. Okay, that of course is uh, you know as I said early, uh, as Bob did say though, 
they actually are in Bay Lake Tower. And he did say in, an, in a clip that I'm probably not going to play here, but their room in Bay Lake Tower was on the on the Bay Lake side, not on the Magic Kingdom side, but it was pushed far enough around that that they were able to see they were still able to see the fireworks going on. So, yeah, and around the Tomorrowland area was a good visual. Yeah, is what is what he mentioned. So, I just want to comment on this. I've not personally seen these lights in action in live person, but. From what I understand, it's amazing. just the fact that the lights themselves are amazing to look at. It's, uh, you know, you don't even have to go to the Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Party to see them in action. You can go during the holidays, but just that itself. And Doug, you can, I think you've talked about it in the years past. Anyway, well, I just wanted to mention you, that. It doesn't so. even look like um, lights. It actually looks like the castle's just flat out glowing. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's what... That's what makes it surreal almost as you stand there and look at it. It's unbelievable. So, yep. all right, uh, we're going to move on to, uh, let's see here, what's this next clip about Adam? Fantasmic. It's Fantasmic. Uh, the, okay. the best way to leave the show, and it's a good tip. So. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. We also went to Fantasmic last night and had a wonderful time there. Of course, it's, it's always crowded there. And best advice is, is to let the crowd leave first and so that you can leisurely walk out. Of, of Hollywood studios rather than in, in the mass of crowds. Okay, yeah, and that's definitely a fantastic tip. It's a good so, tip. I would add, I think we've said this before, but it helps to get the Fantasmic dining package where you pay for a little extra at a place to go eat, and then uh, you get your own line to get in to Fantasmic, and you don't have to stand in line. Yeah, for two I, hours. Exactly. I've experienced that. That's the only way I've experienced Fantasmic. Roy uh, agree is done both, and he highly recommends that if you guys are willing to eat dining in Disney. So, yeah, and there are there are actually several ways to do that dining. I mean, with Hollywood and Vine, you can eat there at the buffet. Yep. Uh, you can eat at Mama La Rosa's, or you can eat yep. at Brown Derby. All three of those are actually different costs. Uh, and but you still get the same seating and everything, fantastic. So it's just a variance in cost of how much your package will be according to how much your meal would be at the place that you're going to eat. But yeah, I think it's a great deal. Uh, I've stood in the line for two hours, and uh, <laughs> I, I mean, even though it was kind of, it wasn't bad. It wasn't hot while I was there. Uh, it's just a long time to kind of spend when you could be doing other things. Yep. All right, next clip. What's the next clip here? Um, it's going to be the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Uh, several clips of Bob talking about uh, the different levels and stuff. So yeah, it's actually this is a uh, it's pretty good stuff. Um, we've done a little bit on Sorcerers, but uh, he actually they have actually played completely through uh, two levels, and you'll hear him talk about that. So here we go. Uh, the first thing is is that we the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game. Uh, and had some fun with that. Uh, the one thing we did find out, though, sometimes it's kind of hard to find where the portals are, so we got stuck in Fantasyland before we decided to move on to other things. So, But we'll pick it up later on in the week as we're down here. But uh, it is it's fun, and, and it's amazing the technology that they use to, to do that, and uh, so we're, we have had some fun doing that. Uh, we have been playing Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and uh, we've uh, really enjoyed that. Last night at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, they, there was a special game card that was given out to those who were 
were playing at the at the party, and uh, we asked about if there was going to be a special card given out at the very, Mickey's very merry Christmas parties, and they did not know at this time whether that'll be the case or not. But I kind of suspect that they probably will, so we'll be looking forward to that. Um, again, play Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we finished uh, the first level of games and defeated Hades, and uh, so. When we asked about that, they uh, then upped us to the second level. So uh, when we go back to, again to play, we will uh, we'll start on the second level again. You can get a new pack of cards each day when you go in, go in and, and check in, as long as you've opened a portal uh, the previous day. So, uh, but when we they when they upped us to the second level, we were able to get another pack of cards just for that. For, for that aspect, so uh, we will look forward to seeing what the second level details. The first level is fairly easy, and almost anybody can play that. Uh, and didn't really require a whole lot of special cards to be able to play, but we'll see how the second level goes uh, later in the week when we go back, and we'll let you know how that is. Also, this morning, we before we went to Food Wine Festival, we went back over to the Magic Kingdom to continue playing Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're now playing on level two or, or medium level. We've heard it referred both ways. Uh, and the thing we're finding with the medium level is that uh, one is that uh, because you've already finished level one, they don't go through the introductions on each mission. Uh, you're right into the action uh, of the mission on each portal. And uh, also that uh, you have to use specific spell cards in order to defeat them. Whereas on level one, it really didn't matter what spell card you used. Uh, most of the time, it would work. So this level, medium level, is a little more challenging and a little more fun, and, and you're able to move through it a little faster uh, that way as well. Uh, yesterday, while we were at the Magic Kingdom, we did finish up uh, the second level of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, uh, defeating all the villains. Uh, and uh, again, got another pack of cards once we've finished that uh, uh, level. But uh, they don't have level three in play at this time. They were play testing it earlier, I guess, last week, but now shut it down and won't probably bring it back up until after the crowds uh, during Christmas. So perhaps when we're down here, where at the end of January, it'll be up. We can try playing it at, at that time. Okay, I do believe that's it uh, on that. Uh, okay. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I did find it interesting. New pack of cards every time that you come into the park and you've opened the portal on the day before. I, I have heard um, about, yeah, that the level three stuff isn't always up. And I've heard that when it's even in testing, I've heard a couple people that have done it in testing and said that it's not real uh, stable. So they're still working on that. That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah. I think I've, and what I had heard is that actually they were not prepared for the massive success that this this game has had. And so I think they really thought maybe that level two would last for a lot of people a lot longer than it has, and here they are, you know, coming up on Christmas and Fantasyland getting ready to open and Test Track getting ready to open, and they're slammed now with lines of people playing Sorcerers every day. So uh, Yeah, I actually heard some comments about this this game and I don't know if it was the culture of the people that go to Walt Disney World, but uh, there's this big line forming out of this, uh, you know, one of the games. 
and people just got in line and they didn't know what they were getting in line for and the person gets up to the play it and they're like well, what am i doing here and they're like well you need your cards and they're like what cards so there's actually like this is such a popular game that people are getting in line and they don't even know what they're getting in line for so anyway i, I heard that on another podcast yeah. it was quite quite interesting to to hear that culture but at the same time i just want to take a step back and say hey if you don't know what sorcerers of the magic kingdom is we talked Put it on past shows. I look it up, but it, but it's also I think Doug, you were in on it when it, it was very first. Yeah, it was like, still in beta testing. Beta, yeah. Okay. Uh, for, oops, sorry. Uh, it was still in beta testing for just the game itself before it had yeah. even really launched out there. Uh, yeah. So I did see. I mean, and I could have played it more in beta, but I did get some of the cards and we put those up on on Flickr yeah. uh, from but, the Flickr side at that time. I was gonna also say it. You know. First off, thanks for Bob for doing all this stuff. Um, hopefully, all those clips made sense. He called us several times, and so yeah. that was a lot of calls and you know cut and paste. But at the same time, it's pretty valid. He's there right now. Well, he was there just yeah. a couple of days ago, and uh, it's all it's all like straight straight uh, eyewitness report from him. You know what's going on, and it, it is exactly it's exactly what we're hearing from other people. You know, the, on blogs and the whatnot. The really cool thing about that, this so. is most people think this is. This is like teenagers or tweens coming in and playing it. And I'm telling you, man, I saw a guy and his wife who were probably, they were they had to be mid-70s. And yeah. they were so into this. They had like the fold-out books of the cards. Have you seen, well, you haven't seen people do this yet. No. People have, wow. like, you know what the fold-out <laughs> books that you used to put baseball cards and football yeah. cards? Yeah. They yeah. have those. And they hold the book up and it picks the card, the best card, in the huh. page to use. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is how much people are into this game, so... Well, it only goes to show you that that's why level 3 is so, you know, finicky, because they've not been able to beta test a big game like this. I don't blame them. I would have never expected this. Would you? No, no, and hey, you know, stuff catches on, and that's what happens, so... I say that's awesome. Now it'll give them more reason to hopefully make it better. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, all right, I've hit a couple. Of them. Let me. That's fine. If you want to find it, I can it's introduce okay. the next one. Yeah, what while is we're doing it? this? What is this next one? Okay, the next one is uh, it's a, it's about the new additions to the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, and um, the main thing is uh, it's it's the mermaids. It's from the the latest uh, uh, on Stranger Tides movie. It's some some stuff from that, and Bob explains it. So I think it's okay. best if we just listen to what he's saying. Okay, here we go. Mickey's uh, very Merry Christmas party, which we'll be going to. And we did learn this morning that they will be giving out a special oh. uh, card for Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom at the party, Sorry, just like they did at Mickey's Massive Scary oh, Halloween Party. Time. So we'll be picking up our cards for that tonight as well. The other thing is that we rode the Pirates of the Caribbean last night, and uh, there's some new additions to the Pirates of the Caribbean. They've added mermaids to the, the attraction. Uh, as after you go through the mist, before you get to the beach scene on either side of the boat, uh, there's uh, effects to make uh, mermaids appear down in the water, as well as the, uh, the song music from the mermaids. And then on the beach scene with the skeletons, there is a mermaid skeleton as well. So that's a neat addition to the to the ride, and uh, one that uh, if your listeners will want to look for uh, when they are down here and, and are riding that uh, that ride. Okay. Anyway, yeah, cool stuff, I think. Uh, I've, I've only heard a couple of people even mention this, about the, the uh, mermaids being within this attraction. 
Yeah, um, I do remember seeing those in the movies. Um, they were creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The movie. So, yeah, um, they were creepy in the movie. It's not like it's Little Mermaid, like Ariel right. and oh, the no. Little Mermaid, and it's all fun and stuff. It's pretty creepy, but Especially, I guess this I mean, he talks about an amazing skeleton. effect in the water, so it's something to check yeah. out. So. Well, and he talks about the skeleton scene, and, and I've yeah. seen a picture of this, the skeleton of the mermaid kind of laying yeah. in the skeleton scene, so yeah, it's pretty... Uh, but the, I don't know, then again, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, and think about the scariness of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not like you're, you know, transported into, I don't know, a dark ride of, you know, happy Snow White or something, I don't know. But, so, anyway, cool. Okay, it looks like the next one is uh, Hollywood Studios, and uh, early openings, actually, that's not just going on there, but in uh, a lot of parts, so let's play this. Hey, Doug and Adam, this is Bob and Cheryl calling live from Bay Lake Tower at Walt Disney World. Just to give you an update on some of the things that uh, we did yesterday and this morning here at uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, yesterday, we started the day off at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, the one thing there is that we really like how they're doing the opening now at the park, which they've been doing probably since the first year, where they do not do a rope drop or show. that They just open the gates up about... 15, 20 minutes before stated opening time, depending on the crowd, but it makes for a much more pleasant experience walking back to Toy Story Midway Mania rather than the, the mass herd that used to make its way there. So we were able to get there early enough so that we were towards the front of the lines of the gates and uh, were able to just walk leisurely back to Toy Story Mania, Midway Mania and uh, we're able to basically walk on the ride, which, uh, again, as we said, made a much more pleasant experience. So I would recommend anyone that's going to Disney Hollywood Studios uh, do arrive at the gates at the park, uh, you know, anywhere from half hour or so before stated opening time so that they can be uh, a part of that. Okay. When I was down there in uh, uh, late January, early February, I did not get in early, but it sounds to me like the more and more I've heard now, this has become a regular thing. And that's a regular thing in uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios and in Animal Kingdom. They're still doing the opening ceremonies in, uh, in the Magic Kingdom. I don't see right. how you would not do them there. Yeah. I was going to say, when I, I completely forgot about this until I heard Bob call in, and I'm like, oh, that is awesome. First off, I was in a rope drop ceremony at Hollywood Studios, and you are right. It is chaos they're like they have people they you're not even allowed to walk certain sections of the park during that when they did that well, and the now, rope drop was really i can tell people probably complained or something yeah. but anyway disney has done an awesome job also i'm thinking back doug remember our trip in 2010 when we went to universal studios how they opened the park 15 minutes ahead of time yes exactly yeah i'm well, thinking that's what this is all about I mean, it's to help satisfy the guests a little better. So. I mean, the opening ceremony in the Hollywood Studios was non-existent anyway. Yeah, it, it was just a one-minute... We played it on a show. Yeah, I It mean, was a one-minute really, clip of, and, hey, welcome to Hollywood Studios, right. and you really don't do anything or see anything. So, and, yeah. and Epcot was less. Yeah. And, but yeah. now Animal Kingdom was actually quite a big blowout, but whatever, mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, yeah, I think that I would... In a lot of ways, I would rather get into the park early. So, yeah. Okay, let's see here. Next clip is going to be uh, the refurb of the Country Bear Jamboree. So here we go. We did do Country Bear Jamboree, which is fresh off the 
a, a short refurb where they did uh, redo some of the fur and, and stuff on the, uh, the characters, but they also shortened the, the show down to 11 minutes long, which um, for those of us who had uh, seen it before, we were able to uh, notice some of the, the cuts that they made. No major cuts, but uh, uh, cuts nonetheless, but for the first-time visitor, they won't uh, know to really know the difference, and it does make for a nice show, although I, I sure like for it to be a little bit longer, but uh, I know that things like that have to be changed. And this attraction is, is getting, it's, I mean, it's been there since opening. And right. so you can imagine that probably mechanically there's a lot to keep up with on it, and I don't know how popular the attraction always is. And let's face it, there's a whole generation of people coming in now that they're never going to know this is a shortened version. So, yeah, I don't. And I'm I'm one of those. I, yeah, it's one of those attractions that it's it's on the way bottom of my list. Right. So now with kids, maybe it'll be a little bit higher, but at the same time, it's just one of those that kind of doesn't really have anything to do with anything I'm into. Just like on the side, it's in Frontier Lane. I enjoy Frontier Lane. Um, but other than that, yeah, you're right. Well, so, but it's good to know. Time, it's good to hear Bob's uh, take on it. So. And we're in a generation of people here now that their their attention span seems to be shorter. So having kids sit in a 25-minute show probably isn't the greatest idea. I'm sure this is Disney. They've tested this. Oh, they're, yeah. not, they're not doing this always just because they can maybe... I mean, of course, it helps to get more shows in during the day. But at the same time, why would you continue a show if you're over and over and over again seeing in your testing phase that kids are not happy, that it's too long, that 10, you know, 10 to 15 minutes into it, they're beginning to complain. So yep. I think that's when you tweak it. And they have. Okay, yeah, and it's still a fun show, I'm sure. So anyway, okay, next one, uh, Bob talks a little about something, something that uh, he was at with you and I the last time, so here we go. Uh, we did uh, go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party uh, last night. Uh, we got there a little bit early, so we did a few things before the party started. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was very crowded last night, uh, uh, much more crowded than when we did a, a couple years ago when you guys were here. Uh, so we did have to kind of fight the crowds for that, but we still enjoyed the, the uh, parade and fireworks. That, those were the highlights of the party for us. Okay, and it certainly wasn't busy when you and I were there. Uh, it was perfect. Yeah, I we gotta were be there. honest. It was awesome and perfect. We were right so. during the beginning of October. Do you find it funny that it's November when he was there and it's still crowded? Yeah. And well, I mean, the only thing I can figure is maybe people were trying to catch on the exact same thing he booked, which was that week of Halloween to Christmas all in one. So. Exactly. And yeah. you know what? It's a great event. As we said, Bobby said there, they went into the parks a little early, so don't forget everybody, if you do do these hard ticket events, don't buy, don't buy a ticket for that day. Buy the hard ticket and you can get into the parks at four and, and have a good time. I mean, it's a great time, I think. So anyway, uh, next one, he gets into talking a little bit about, about um, I think it's is it the Undersea Adventures of Ariel or Ariel's Undersea Adventures? I think it's the new attraction, uh, Ariel attraction that's in uh, Fantasyland. So they actually hit this on a on a, a preview. So here we go. Hey Doug and Adam, this is Bob and Cheryl again. We got cut off there on my last message uh, as I was 
saying, uh, we did uh, Mickey's National Scary Halloween Party last night, and we did do a soft opening of Ariel's Undersea Adventure while we were there. Uh, so we got to see that. Probably the, the best thing about this uh, attraction is the queue compared to the attraction that's out at uh, Disneyland. Uh, it's the same attraction, basically, but the queue here at uh, Walt Disney World is much more well-themed, and uh, everyone will uh, really enjoy that. But the ride is, is a nice, dark ride, and uh, so I'd like to enjoy doing that. Okay, and once again, it sounds like, as in Disneyland uh, and as in Toy Story Mania, the queue in Disneyland is not what the queue is in Disney World for Toy Story Mania. Same thing yeah. probably goes here for well, Ariel. It's the room. I'm sure it's the room. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yes. I I did want to read this um, first off. This attraction grand opening December sixth. Right. So if anybody's listening and they haven't heard about anything, or you might miss a preview December sixth. But I anyway, did hear something straight today. off straight heard- off Disney's website is um, it's called uh, Ariel's Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid. Um, or not? It's not Ariel's. It's Ariel's World. It's says become a part of Ariel's world with Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid. And it's basically enter Prince Eric's stunning castle, board a giant clamshell, and get ready for a musical adventure. And I'm sure everybody, if you're interested, you've already seen the YouTube videos of the actual attraction. But anyway, it's just cool to hear that the queue is a little more elaborate, a little unique, and the way you enter and everything else about it. So Exactly. I think it's the queue, though, a lot of times it's like an attraction in its own. So to have the limited queue, I know, I mean, Disneyland has limited amount of space, so you, you get the attraction in the best you can, but man, sometimes I would miss the queue on a lot of different things if it weren't there. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, this next one he actually gets into talking a little more, uh, as they did a uh, another preview of the Fantasyland, new area of Fantasyland as a whole. So, here we go. This morning we did do the annual pass preview of New Adventureland, which again included uh, going on Ariel's Undersea Adventure, but it also this time included uh, for us uh, being able to do the Ariel meet and greet, which I, we thought was done in a very good way and enjoyed, enjoyed doing that. We also were able to look into Be Our Guest Restaurant, which really looks really elegant and look forward to being able to eat it there at some time in the future. We did stop in Gaston's Tavern and had a cinnamon roll, which was very good and well-priced. It was only $4, and uh, as my wife said, it more was like cinnamon bread than a cinnamon roll, but nonetheless, it was was very good and, and well-priced, and uh, we look forward to going back there and, uh, tomorrow when we do the uh, DVC preview and trying some of the other offerings there at Gaston's Tavern, and so we'll give you a report on that. Uh. Okay. Um. Yeah, it gives you several different things there. Uh, there's pictures out there already of, uh, of the Be Our Guest restaurant. Uh, it looks, yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, cool thing about it is, too, I think at lunchtime, no reservations at lunchtime. I think it's even like a counter service or something like that, uh, or it has a counter service running at all times. Set up a little differently, so I, I like that. I like that fact that it, it's open to other people uh, in yep. different ways. So. I, I just wanted to comment. Uh, it's actually labeled as um, they have the new Fantasyland. On, this is on Disney's website, and the information I'm reading is from them. But um, it's got new Fantasyland, and then there's two areas. And, and Enchanted Forest is the area that this is what this is called. 
Um, and then the meet and greet for Ariel is called Ariel's Grotto. And it says Ariel's Grotto is nestled in a picturesque cove along the rocky shoreline of the Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid attraction. Here, Ariel is excited to meet new friends, sign autographs, and pose for photos. So, just wanted to comment on that since he mentioned that's it. That's good. No, that's good. That's good filling, I think, for what he couldn't even say, but, you know, he didn't have time. But, um, anyway, yeah, I think it's good. We're getting a little more insight. It's great now that we actually have Bob on the ground there, and being as detailed as it is, it's, it's good to have him there giving this information back to us. Exactly. Right, uh, and he did say a little bit there about Gaston. We're going to hit it here in a couple of clips. He, they actually go back there he, and... Uh, and talk about it a little more. First, we're going to hit. I think it is it the Enchanted. It's something. It's basically Bell's area. Bell's area. Enchanted stories with Bell. Yep. Okay. And I actually, I'll read again after that. But you can play the clip if you want. Okay. Go. Cool. From there. Uh, yesterday, which would have been Sunday morning, we did our second preview of the new Disneyland, where we got a chance to uh, experience Enchanted Tales with Bell. And all I can say about that is that. It is a must-do. Uh, even if you don't have children, you need to come see that because of the special effects and the animatronics, audio animatronics that they have in that attraction are just, uh, uh, words just can't describe it. And even the videos that you see online just don't really do it justice. So that's something all everyone who's down here needs to experience and, uh, and see for themselves. Okay, definitely. Um... Yeah, I've seen some video of the animatronics, especially of the wardrobe that opens up and the portal that runs through there. Uh, and as he says, it looked cool in the video. Special effects look cool in the video. I can only imagine what it looks like to stand in front of them. And also mm -hmm. to be a, a little one looking at this stuff has to I'm sure. be incredible. I'm sure. So. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I totally, this was one of those, I'm like, eh, whatever. And, and I don't know if you remember, Roy, you and I, when we talked about the new Fantasyland, we were kind of like skipped over this real quick because yep. we didn't really know what it was about. Now that I know what it's about and hearing the firsthand experience from Bob, I'm like, wow, this is going to be great. And, uh, and again, this is what Disney's website says about it. Um, take a trip through the popular world, the world of the popular Disney film Beauty and the Beast during this captivating storybook adventure in new Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom. Your journey begins in Maurice's workshop, where an enchanted mirror becomes your doorway to an unforgettable experience. After stepping through the mirror, you'll find that you've been transported to Beast's magnificent library, where Belle and Lumiere invite you to become a part of a lively retelling of the tale as old as time. Okay, and the next one that we're going to go into here is uh, Bob speaking about uh, Gaston's Tavern. And uh, him and Cheryl went in, they had another what he considers or she considers to be cinnamon bread but they also ate the um the pork shank which i've been very uh, interested in and he's got some stuff to throw in there too about uh, uh somebody asking uh, um, basically about barbecue sauce i think and how it's not available so you will hear that uh, uh in this clip when i called this morning i forgot to mention that we did have uh, lunch at Gaston's Tavern yesterday while we did the new Fantasyland preview. Uh, I ordered the uh, pork shank and Cheryl had the fruit cup and again we ordered another uh, cinnamon roll which is more like a cinnamon bread 
Uh, the pork shank was, was delicious uh, and, and more than enough to fill, fill me up. Uh, but, uh, you know, you need to like pork and be, to be able to, to eat it. It does have some fat on it. It is the type of thing that you really need to eat with a fork and knife uh, you, because it is hot and, and, and greasy when they serve it to you. Uh, I did hear someone ask uh, one of the cast members whether they had barbecue sauce or not, and the answer was no, that they didn't have it. So, But, uh, again, it was very delicious, and, uh, and I, I enjoyed it, and it, it, it filled me up for, for a lunchtime meal. All right, and so, Adam, did you want to throw anything in there about... Uh, yeah, I just... Again, I was reminded about Disney. Disney's in their food, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, don't forget um, to check out their snacks and their their stuff. And and I, and I don't know. Maybe I'll have to ask Bob when he gets back here. Uh, what the pork shank reminds me of the um, the turkey leg, sort of the description a little bit, but I, I don't think it's. Do you know if what it is exactly? Yeah, it's what technically. It is not, uh, yeah, it's basically pork on the bone still, but you're not going to, uh, you basically aren't going to eat it like you would the uh, turkey leg. Uh-huh. Um, technically, you're going to have to use a fork and a knife and cut the okay. stuff off. Uh, as Bob said, there it is, it's kind of fatty. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you do want to watch that, that. It also comes in, it's very hot when you get it, so you wouldn't want to just, like, you know, grab it or uh, right. throw it, you know, or basically okay. hand it over to your kids, so... Might okay, be but uh, be careful in about. any case, I'm uh, my mouth is watering. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I mean. I, I've been probably out of all these clips, I was most curious to hear about the pork shank. Yeah, which has to do with my rotund shape. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, next clip, Bob basically just talks about uh, stuff that we spoke about some time back. Uh, him and uh, Cheryl for the first time visited food and wine, and how they liked the fact of. Of the, basically, you can make a meal out of a couple spots that you stop in. If there's something you don't like, it's not like you have ten or fifteen dollars wrapped up into that meal. You can just go to the next place and grab something from there. So, and the varied food, as Adam and I talked about when we did our food and wine shows, the variance of food is amazing there. So, uh, I can't say enough. So, we'll play this from Bob, and then we'll move on. Uh, today was day two of Food and Wine Festival for us at Epcot. Uh, we, both days we went over there for lunch and uh, had lunch at, during the Food and Wine Festival. We found that uh, the entrees were reasonably priced and uh, small enough portions that if you didn't get something you liked, you could move on and get something else as, You know, besides what you originally got. The lines were very short, being midweek and that, so... That wasn't a problem. Uh, we found that basically uh, buying two entrees and the, and the dessert was enough for a light lunch on both days. And uh, we enjoyed, for the most part, enjoyed all the entrees that we tried. Uh, so that was a, a unique experience for us. We hadn't done that before. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, uh, Bob speaking about uh, their visit, first-time visit, to the Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh Really, this is a big part of their trip, and you know this, Adam, from talking to his wife Cheryl, that uh, a big part of this trip was to see Mickey's Not So Scary and see the Christmas party both at the same time in the same trip, and so they did make it. Uh, let's see here. So let's play that real quick, and then uh, maybe I'll do a follow. 
Last night we attended uh, Mickey's very merry Christmas party, and it was packed since it was a sold-out uh, uh, show or time. And uh, spent most of the time just uh, wa- waiting to watch the parade or the fireworks or the different shows. Uh, the parade was was good. I did try to take video of it, but we weren't in a good location to do that because of the lighting. If I had uh, thought about it, I would have picked a better place where the lighting would have shown up better. Uh, but uh, we did watch the fireworks, probably the best fireworks show that uh, I've seen. Uh, it was just spectacular, and uh, uh, probably for that alone, it was just worth the price of uh, admission for that hard ticket event. Uh, we also enjoyed the, the show there at the Castle Forefront and also the show over in Tomorrowland. Okay, and the one thing that Bob didn't really mention there was um, I hope that they still have it. That's the hot chocolate and the cookies. Oh, yeah. But he and did mention the fireworks there were the best fireworks show that he'd ever seen. Yes, and i got to tell you, I've never seen this place. Never seen this. In fact, I didn't tell you this, Doug, but my sister's going back, and they're going here in like three weeks. Really? Yes, and I told her, I totally told her about Very Merry Christmas Party and the fact how much fun we had at Not So Scary. Oh. You need to go to Very Merry, and they're doing it. So I'm excited to hear what she, but anyway, when I heard this review of him saying this is the best fireworks, I was like, that is awesome. I can't wait to go do this. Now, the only thing I'm thinking is if I'm going to do this in the future, planning ahead of not doing it on the first day, like he said, oh, yeah. because it, it was crowded. Yeah. Well, you first, remember the first day of food and wine. It sold out, right? Yeah. 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 It was sold out. Remember the first day of food and wine? And that wasn't even a hard yes. ticket. I mean, uh-huh. that was immovable. Okay, let's see here. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I always recommend, I think, uh, the hard ticket events. Maybe not so much a Night of Joy, not in my taste, but anyway, um, uh, the hard ticket events I still recommend no matter what. Well, right. I would I would suggest the ones that are called the the that or the parties. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I don't know much about the princess and pirate parties, but at least not so scary. Very merry Christmas, um, you know, those type of. Of exactly. Okay, and the last thing that uh, Bob called us about just before he got on the bus, uh, the Magic uh, Magical Express, to head back to the airport, was their trip. Uh, they took a walk over to the Art of Animation Resort, which we've got pictures. I actually walked around over there at the same time. Um, he even said the same thing I said. It, even if you're not staying there, if you can, go over and um, walk around and eat over there in the food court. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's value priced, and there are a lot of different things over there to eat compared to the other value resorts. But um, just to see the scenery over there is pretty amazing. The the Cars Land wing and the um, the Animal Kingdom wing, I just thought were they were gorgeous. Cars Land was themed just amazing. I mean, into the doorways of the building, it looks like you're walking into like a garage and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It's just there's pictures up of a lot of things that I saw while I was there. And so uh, just go onto our Flickr site and check that out. So I'll play that now. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we did go over to Art of Animation to walk around and take pictures. I took lots of pictures and uh, really liked the theming over there and would recommend anybody who's down here, to, even if they're not staying there, to just go over and uh, walk around and see all the uh, things that they've got there. well-themed and well done. All right, everybody. So that actually 
wraps up all the clips that we have here from Bob. Um, good chance that when he gets back, we'll hear probably a complete wrap up, maybe a trip report from him. We'll see if that happens. Um, uh, I'm so appreciative of what Bob and Cheryl have done just just in doing this for us. Um, it actually puts uh, eyes in a place that I just can't be right now, and Adam can't either because of schedules. And Bob's eye for detail is unsurpassed, I think, out there, as far as anybody that I know of that goes into the parks. So, I think, yes, absolutely, and I, I do, I want to say that as well. I'll say it to him face-to-face. -face. In fact, we'll probably have, I'll probably eat lunch with those guys uh, at some point when they get, after they've gotten back. Um, but anyway, thanks, Bob, so much for taking the time to, to just call us back. I think we got at least eight phone messages from him, well over two and a half minutes, many times, and uh, just for the fact that you're in Walt Disney World, I mean, you could forget about us and just go enjoy yourself, but instead he wanted to report back. We really appreciate that. In fact, by I think we should have him on the show well, live I've, at least one I've, time. I've asked fun. him. I've asked him, and he's yeah. just, he has a pretty busy schedule, I believe. Oh, yeah, I'm and sure. So it's difficult for him. You know, yeah. though, i, I got to ask you, and this is off topic, but I know Adam and I work in the same place, not in the same area of that place now, but um, there's a kind of a Disney Geeks, luncheon that goes on there once a month yeah yeah okay i just yeah wanted... yeah we cheryl started it right she said, right in fact it's uh somebody she just kept asking me hey do we is there any more people that you know around here that love disney and i'm like yeah here let me send you some emails and so yeah. she started this lunch once a month so anyway bob and bob and cheryl came to the last one and i was there of course and uh it was pretty cool to, to eat lunch and uh, hang out with them and talk about stuff because everybody's kind of just like, oh yeah, we know about that and we know about that and it's just fun to talk about. So anyway, uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks. I thought I would give them like a little shout out here in case uh, uh -huh. anybody other than Bob and Cheryl from the group uh, happened to listen to the show. If anybody's in town and they're in Central Ohio and uh, you know, email us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll invite you. It's really it's that open. So. Oh yeah, it sounds like a blast. I haven't had a chance yet to make it over there, but. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a blast. Anyway, um, all right. Well, this is the pretty much the wrap up here of the Bob's Clip Show. So uh, once again, thank Bob. We thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, hopefully, you find everything that we're doing not always, not even just entertaining, but uh, helpful with your travel plans. Uh, that's really what we set out to do here: is to help everybody to have a more leisurely trip, whether it's your first trip uh, or your fifteenth or twentieth trip. Uh, we want to be able to help you in every way we can with cost, with relaxation, with uh, with your kids, with anything, anything that we can do. That's the reason why we do this show. Most definitely, and thanks so much for taking the time to listen to our show. Please send us any comments, and uh, uh, we will. I know that we read them all the time. We're always looking at our feedback right away. Um, doesn't mean we can always get to a show to create something from the feedback, but uh, yeah. At least it's there, and uh, I'm just thankful that Doug has taken this bulls by the horn and run with the show because he's done a lot of work with the editing to get the voicemail stuff working that, so you could hear Bob. And uh, yeah, me and my my family's doubled over the last listen, year, so it's, it's listen, quite I, crazy. I mean, nobody really knows this, but I'm basically 27 years older than Adam. So um, Adam is where I was 25 years ago, uh, yeah. and I'm people keep trying to drag me back to there again, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, God. anyway, I, so I, I've been there, and so I know what it's like, and so I try and do uh, 
keep things going here too also just for Adam and I to give us an outlet other than uh, you know it's not the everyday grind but just something something that helps helps us and it helps others that are listening out there so anyway I hope everybody's enjoying it yeah definitely so everybody have a great week and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you sometime and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch so. yeah all right see you later see you later everybody bye 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 This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.